that music means it's time for the Pilch Point uh, <laughs> with, with Avram Pilch. This week's Pilch Point is uh, proudly powered by Newegg. Um, whether you're building a new PC or upgrading an existing one, Newegg has everything you need to make that happen. Whether you need uh, processors and motherboards, power supplies, or you're looking for uh, closed components like monitors or full systems, uh, Newegg's got it all. They've even got a whole bunch of maker products, which I know is a huge market right now, including Raspberry Pi and uh, Arduino stuff, all available. And they have daily deals um, where they've got gaming laptops and PCs and even um, uh, Bluetooth audio systems on sale and they change every day. Uh, to find all of those deals, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. I forgot how our show opened there for a second. We haven't opened it that way in like four years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, so let's pretend like we've been doing this for a while. And let's let's talk about Computex because that just finished up, right? Yes. So the biggest hardware show of the year uh, for PCs anyway, uh, more important than CES in a lot of ways, uh, was in Taiwan last week. And I was there along with uh, five other members of the Tom's Hardware staff. Uh, we were covering all the big announcements and all the new products. And, uh, you know, we even got to visit some some of the companies, uh, major companies offices. But the big news. So let's talk about what the, the most uh, important products were that we that we saw at the show. So um, and you can see, of course, our list of uh, best of Computex and coolest stuff that we saw at Computex, which didn't make the best list and coolest case mods and a lot of other coverage at Tom's Hardware dot com. Uh, but to start with the things that were. So we're on our best list. Uh, AMD uh, blew everybody away uh, when, as expected, they announced the new third-generation Ryzen desktop chips. They're, they now are going to have a 12-core, 24-thread uh, processor that is going called a Ryzen 9 that is going to be available July 7th. All of their new processors are going to be available on July 7th because it said they're 7 nanometer processors, so 7.7 seven for the 7 nanometer. And they are charging a lot. Uh, you know, their top-of-the-line processor, their Ryzen 9, is 499. The best uh, Intel processor you can get is 8 cores for that price. So... They're obviously, you know, out out coring Intel. Mm -hmm. Whether that translates to better performance in the apps that people care about, like gaming, is is kind of an open question. But you're certainly going to get a lot of threads and a lot of cores, whether you get that or you get the Ryzen seven. Uh, you know, one of the, one of their other processors. Uh, this is obviously going to be, uh, you know, be big. And the other thing that's really important about the new third generation Ryzen. Is that the if you get the the new motherboards, the new X570 motherboards to go with them, you will have support for PCIe 4.0. You will. So what that means is you can have an SSD that is a lot faster than um, than the current SSDs because it can it can saturate, it can go, it has more bandwidth to mm -hmm. go. So. Uh, 
Gigabyte, um, Gigabyte, Patriot Memory, and Corsair all announced SSDs that are going to use the same controller, the Fizon E13 controller, that's going to allow them to get up to about five gigabytes a second uh, if you use them on the PCIe, if you use them on something that has PCIe 4. So, you know, that's really impressive considering like a top-of-the-line M2 SSD today is maybe 2,000, 2,500, usually less than 2,000. Uh, gigabytes per second so mm-hmm. uh, so this is more than double that and faster drives are coming still and it's possible that in a year or so we'll see ones that are 8 gigabytes a second so uh, so but Intel right now does not support PCIe 4 however we all know that Intel's almost certainly going to support it next year mm-hmm. so so these companies uh, these companies are a little bit ahead of the curve um of what we're all going to see now speaking of things that are ahead of the curve a little bit msi showed off their gt76 titan laptop this is a laptop that has a desktop core i9 9900k cpu inside where all all eight cores are running at five gigahertz all the time they're running overclocked they the thing has a ridiculous amount of heat pipes and fans to make sure that it's cool enough to stay overclocked like that. So, wow. uh, so it's an impressive feat of engineering. Obviously, it's it's around nine pounds, and it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be I think thirty five hundred dollars or so. So certainly gonna have to spend some money to get it and be willing to carry something heavy. Um, but if you're the person that it's designed for, like if. A professional gamer, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, or or a professional esports gamer, or or somebody even maybe you know somebody who needs a laptop to do video editing out in the wild, like you know somebody. Th- there's a very specific niche market for this, and most of those people are going to know what they're getting themselves into before they purchase it. They know it's going to be more expensive, and they know it's going to be heavy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, so that that was pretty cool. Uh, Asus announced its ZenBook Pro Duo, which is the latest in the line of, you know, which is a laptop that has a second screen above the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I think the jury's out on whether people want a second screen above the keyboard. Uh, you know, it's cool to have a second screen for sure, but if you have to look down for it, I don't know if that's a good experience. I think they're primarily primarily pushing it for like okay, you can keep secondary information there, but I I really just want a second screen on the side of my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of second screens on the side of your laptop, Asus also announced the ROG XG17, a portable 17-inch monitor that operates at 240 hertz. So it is a gaming portable gaming monitor, and which, which is crazy. I love that. Is a portable gaming monitor, and it will not only just work with the PC, it will also work with a Nintendo Switch or a console or anything you want because it has it has an HDMI in as well as a USB-C okay. uh, alt mode in. So you could you could use it with anything. You could even use it with your Raspberry Pi, although you won't probably won't get 240 hertz out of your Raspberry Pi, but you know you can use it. I'll, so I I imagine that when you're using it 
like with a switch, the switch can't power it, right? You'd have to, because no, it's no, coming yeah. off of HDMI, you'd have to power it separately when you're using yes. something like that. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, that's true. You, you will. Um, obviously, uh, it's a great show for PC components. Uh, so we saw a lot of crazy case designs. Um, you know, one of my favorites is the um, P200 from uh, Thermal Take. It is just basically a block of coolant. That wow. is what it is. It looks like a nice block of ice. It is a just a clear block that stands up, and you put all of your components, you attach, screw all of your components onto the side of it. It holds coolant, like whatever coolant you want. You run the you run the tubes, uh, you know, to how you want to do it, and that's it. That's your that's your cooling solution, and everything is exposed to the air. It's like. And it's RGB too, so it looks like everything, all of your components, your power supply, your motherboard are stuck to a, a block of RGB ice. Um, is I, what it looks like. I saw photos of this, and yeah. it looks so cool. I don't know how practical it is in the real world. Not, but not, not, not practical. But, but it's so cool to look at. But you know, uh, you know, we saw many practical cases, uh, but but that one was kind of um, kind of fun. The uh, another one that was kind of fun, although the, this is not exactly brand new, as they keep reiterating on the same design, is the Lian Li DK04. That is a desk that is a computer. Uh, you, it's a hydraulic desk that you can, you know, use a button to lift up and down so you can make a standing desk or whatever height you want. Under the glass is where you put your computer, your components. Uh, it is a it is a chassis, uh, and you put. They also have the DKL5, which is larger and fits two computers under the under the hood. Um, but what's also neat is if you don't want people looking at the under the glass and seeing your beautiful computer that you created, there's a fog button, and it like uses. I've, I'm not sure exactly the science of this. It uses an electric current to like uh -huh. make the glass change state so that it now it's opaque. Um, sort of like I know there's some bathroom stalls like this. Uh -huh. Anyway. Um, Anyway, it's uh, you know, that that's really cool. I mean, it's going to be like fifteen hundred dollars or more. So you got to really like the idea of it. But um, it's a it's a cool idea to have your your desk be the computer, um, for for sure. Uh, you know, and uh, one more cool idea I want to mention. We have a lot more on on the site is. The uh, Steel Series Apex Pro keyboard. Mm -hmm. So this is a. I don't think anybody has done exactly this before. Uh, they Steel Series, well known in the keyboard and mice and headset world. Uh, their new keyboard, the Apex Pro, is going to have a special switch that they have come out with. Um, and what it does is, it allows you to adjust the actuation point. Uh, digitally between like 0.4 and 3.6 millimeters. So if you want to hit your keys a lot faster because you're in a first-person shooter, you can make it like a really low number, like 0.4, which means if you just rest your finger on the key, it's pressing. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're worried about typos, you can make it a lot deeper actuation point. And you can actually do that on a per-key basis and a per-program basis. So if you like to play games that are first-person shooters and you want like your WASD keys to be like super sensitive, 
you can do that. But then when you switch to Microsoft Word, everything goes down to a more reasonable number. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. And it does it by using a, a, a new type of key switch design that actually uses uh, magnetic fields. So the key, this key switch stem never touches the contact like it does on a normal keyboard. It just goes down. And then as it's going closer and closer, the, mag, uh, the magnetic sensor can sense how far away it is. Oh, you're three, you're three millimeters away and that's the setting for actuation, actuate. So it knows exactly how far away uh, the stem is from the sensor and that's how it, that's how it knows. Fascinating. Um, now, one thing about this keyboard, it probably won't be 100% to my taste because it is uses uh, linear switches. Mm -hmm. So it's got red style switches, which is kind of what you would want for something where you're trying to adjust the actuation. But I like this, but I really like like my clicky switches for typing. So, <laughs> uh, you know, this this isn't that and really can't be because of how. But a lot of people, especially gamers, they love their linear red style switches and and that's what this has in a way you can adjust so very cool yeah that is cool i i had read a little bit about that keyboard but not enough it's definitely not to that extent uh that's it's really cool to hear how it works um because it's, it's obviously it's a fascinating idea and unique because you know what you, when you're typing typing versus when you're playing a game you know what you want is very different and having to swap out keyboards or something like that is not not fun so having one that can adjust to what you're doing i love uh see now what i would that yes it's really innovative i don't know if this is physically possible i would love to someone create a keyboard that would allow you to adjust the feel of the keys mm-hmm not just the actuation point, but how they feel. Like, oh, I want a clicky key right now. I want it really clicky. You know, oh, I want I want a linear key right now. Let me flick a switch. I have no idea how you could do that because these all require different types of mechanical key, mm -hmm. unless you somehow use magnets to change the feel of the key. But right. um, to create resistance, to create resistance for you. But um, anyway, huh. uh, that. But uh, this is a really, uh, you know, really interesting keyboard, and you know, we look forward to testing it. Anyway, I recommend everybody uh, go to tomshardware.com, check out our list of best of Computex, our list of coolest things at Computex, and our list of craziest case mods at Computex, which we picked only 20 out of the like 100 we saw. But number one is the Heineken beer dispensing case. I saw that. So. And yes, I can attest that Cherie actually drank a beer from it. Uh, the beer is the beer is real. Um, Why doesn't that surprise me? Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> that's that's great. I love that. Uh, well, I, I was following along as best I could throughout Computex, and uh, I have not seen the wrap ups yet. So I look forward to to checking those out on Tom's Hardware. Well, as always, Abram, I appreciate you telling me about things that I wasn't able to attend. And uh, obviously, we'll have more of it soon. <laughs>